Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss and Cage Podcast. On today's show, well, let's just, I want to kind of refresh the memories of some of our viewers that probably listen to my show that I went to high school with. On today's show, we have Naomi. So me and Naomi went back, I think it was like 97, 98, roughly around that time frame. So in from 97 to now, she's taking multiple different paths on her journey to get to where she currently is. So right now, she's an author of a book titled... The Candy Monster. <laughs> so, Naomi, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience so we can kind of talk about you and what you've been up to. Hello, everyone. My name is Naomi Nixon-Brown. I'm going to say that because some of you know me as Nixon. My married name is Brown. I've been married for going on 14 years this coming May, and um, I now live in Alabama, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, to be exact. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I've been here for about seven years. Uh, I have two children, two boys. Um, I'm a mother to four, but I have two of my own. And um, yeah, I'm just thankful that Chanel reached out to me and asked me to do this today. Thank you, Chanel. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive into to your journey a little bit, right? Because I mean, the, the nickname that we've always called you was Omi, which... Uh, Ironically enough, today you find out means grandmother because you've always been like the general nurturer of the groups, right? Even like throughout life, just following you on Facebook, just like in your, you are a nurturer by by nature. So it, it only makes sense that you created a book that kind of nurtures kids. So let's step back a little bit. Like, like how did mm-hmm. you get on the path to becoming an author? Um, well, honestly, I've always kind of written my thoughts down. I've always um, kind of written songs because I am um, a performer and a vocalist. Um, For years, I have allowed my creativity to flow in one way or another. Um, So writing, I'm not afraid of. I don't always like what I write, like most artists, (laughs) but um, I've always written. Um, I was inspired to write this story um, because of my husband, though, he is the biggest candy monster I have ever known. Um, it's funny because I, I will go in the room and sometimes catch him with bags of candy opened up on the bed next to him. And he's just picking out whatever pieces he wants out of these multiple bags. It was really hilarious to watch. I catch him on camera sometimes. I haven't posted anything yet, but I will. He is truly the candy monster that inspired me to write it. I wrote the story in actually um, 2015. I was asleep one evening and I jumped out of bed. It was about three o'clock in the morning. I jumped out of bed. It was on my mind. I actually wrote the book with um, actual candy names originally, but of course you can't use the names. Um, So I changed it up when I decided to go ahead and release it. And of course that was a process, which we'll talk about more, but um, my inspiration actually came from my husband. He, 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 he eats more candy than anyone I've ever known. <laughs> so, um, and of course, 
um, I've, I've always felt connected to, like you said, nurturing and children um, and having my own. And um, because of, you know, being on, on this life journey and life taking you certain ways you're not prepared for, I was forced to be home with my children and um, kind of be, you know, the house mom kind of thing. And I wasn't, I shouldn't say forced. It was a choice as well, because I always kind of wanted to do that. You know, um, you have to have the right partner to do that with. So um, thank, thank God that I was given that opportunity to live out that dream and in my journey, because that was something that I did dream for myself from being, you know, in high school of having that type of lifestyle. So, um, so in doing that, they were also my inspiration as well, you know, um, and I love connecting with children. Um, you, you get so much guidance from them if you really watch them and listen to them. And um, they also keep you youthful. So um, I love being around children. Love it. Love it. Well, I think you made a really solid point. I mean, obviously, 2020 was a year of COVID and a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, not only how to make ends meet, but what's their next steps. So in that process, in addition to what you just said, you essentially started an entire business structure of kind of writing books and obviously selling these books and marketing these books. So just talk about it a little bit. I mean, you go from being more of a behind the scenes, you're more of a supporter. I mean, your husband has ran for different seats and and he's a political campaign person. So just like understanding like that's in your household. And then you decided to create a book. Like what, what is that like? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, and I'm going to speak from the stay-at-home mother's point of view. And I'm sorry if you all can hear my birds. I did try to put them away, but they're still in there chirping. Um, <laughs> from a mother's point of view, I'm going to say this, and I know it's been said over and over again. You have to make sure that you don't lose yourself. And, and despite of what he was doing along the road, I always found a way to keep myself a niche of myself and no matter what was going on, whether we had the money, whether we didn't have the money, I always found a way to do me. So um, in that process, writing it, once the opportunity came for me and I said, okay, I'm going to put this little nugget of money away for myself, you know, then I could use it to flourish and say, I'm going to put this out for me, you know. But it was a choice of saying, put yourself first at that moment. Because as a nurturer, you do choose to put everyone else in front. You know, uh, help this person with that, help that person with this. And you can easily lose yourself. So my thing was to always find my niche in no matter what was going on, whether I could do it the way I wanted to do it or not. You know, because sometimes in your moments, you can't do it the way you want to. You can't have your vision come to fear for total fruition all the way out. So I wanted to make sure that even though I was stuck in points where I could not fully do things the way I wanted, I still found my niche. Hmm. So always be mindful of not losing yourself completely and allowing whatever your creativity is, whether it's writing, whether it's singing, whether it's your, you know, uh, your work life or whatever it is that that's your passion 
don't lose that in whatever you're going through. So that was my thing, not losing my niche, making sure that I put the money away to go ahead and make it happen when I was ready. And then just believing in it and putting your plan together, putting my plan together um, and going after it. And I'm still putting my plan together. I'm still figuring things out as I go. I don't have all the answers. And um, and I'm comfortable with that as well, because sometimes that could be a fear for people not to move forward because they don't know everything. I was stuck there sometimes like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Should I should I do this? Should I not do that? But it was just a choice to say, I'm going for it. I'm going to do it. The time is now. Let's go. So that's how I went on with it. Yeah, I think you, you brought up a, a solid point. And it's very insightful as well. It's, it's kind of like, you know, in a married married household, there's always two parties, right? And it's, it's a complete partnership. So understanding that, yes, you can support your partner, but you need to figure out what you want to do for yourself if what your partner is doing is not directly for you. So I definitely commend you for stepping out and saying, okay, I'm going to support my partner, but I'm going to do something for myself on the side as as well, too. Because, I mean, that takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of gusto to even step into that mind state to be able to go out there and try to achieve something on your own. Exactly. Yes. And it it does. It is a different mindset, again, because... um, you, you're always in that, well, okay, I got to help in this way. I got to help in that way. Or I got to position myself to fit in this or fit in that. So it is a different mindset to say, Mm-mm, this right here is for me. I'm doing it. I don't care what's going on around me. You know, it's just setting that focus and saying, this is the time, you know? So um, I've read a couple of books that, you know, help with that there was a point in my life and and I'm usually pretty private so I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit more of my story um on this but I was working at a restaurant my husband and I both worked at a steak and shake here in Hoover Alabama and um he I I started working there money got so tight oh my goodness we came here and and we came here because my husband wanted to go to law school okay um, we moved here and he went to a law school who, where as you, you pay as you go. There's no government funding, you know, uh, it's like an adult program. So it was Birmingham School of Law he went to. Um, before coming here, he commuted for a year and drove back and forth from me and to Birmingham three times a week while working two jobs. Okay. And um, just to give you guys a little bit more understanding, um, when we first got married, um, he was doing very well. He had a company, mortgage company there in Atlanta, of course, you know, the recession happened and he had to close his business. You know, he slowly lost everything. He had to decide, okay, as, as a man, the leader of this household, what am I going to do to get back to that money? Like I was making before legally, you know? And so, um, decided to go to law school and we're just getting married. So this is, you know, a new thing for me too, you know, <laughs> we're like, you know, as a woman, you, you can say, am I going to stay? Am I going to go? Women like security, you know what I mean? But it, it, it's more than that. When you choose to do life with someone, you do life with them, period. You know, whether it's good, bad, that's what I vow say. I know a lot of people don't stick to it, but I did, you know? So um, I'm trying to make a long story short. He decided to go to law school and we were down to nothing and we said, okay, let's make this move. So we moved after a year, 
of him doing that back and forth because I got pregnant with Jackson. Of course, pregnancy never comes when it's supposed to. <laughs> Those oopsies hit you. You're like, oh, really, God, now? Not now. <laughs> so um, we moved after that year. I had a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. And uh, we moved to a small apartment. Uh, we were paying for the school. Um you know, paying for where we live. And, it, and things were so tight. And they got so tight. Mm-hmm. I remember he came in the house one day and, uh, well, he went out. He said, I'm going to work. I said, okay. And uh, at that point, he was working at, at a law firm here. And they, they were paying him, but they weren't paying him what he's worth, okay? So things were, like I said, super tight. And he walks outside, going to work, and he comes back in and he's like, babe, you got anywhere to go today? I said, I said, no. He said, oh, okay, well, they took the car. Can I can I get your keys? I said, all right, here you go. <laughs> they had just came and repoed the car and we just kept it moving. I said, here, take the keys. All right, go and do what you gotta do. Because I knew, you know, as a wife, who wants to come in there? You know, as a husband, who wants to come tell their wife that in a moment? But even going on with your day, you gotta do. I didn't even. I didn't even address it. Go oh, here, babe. Go do what you gotta do. And that's what has led me here. Is allowing what being supportive of him has led me here as well. Mm-hmm. It's been a journey we both taken together. So um, I know a lot of people want to hear about the good parts, but sometimes it's often the ugly parts that get you to the good parts. So that's part of me sharing that story. But we both ended up working um, at that restaurant for a little bit of time. And the reason I brought that up is because there was a moment where I felt, of course, like, I know my life has more than this. Like, I'm just here and it's this is I know we're on this journey, but God, man, I'm I'm tired of this part of the journey, you know? So there was a book there um, that someone had left. I don't know, you know, it was there for a few weeks and it was called How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. And and excuse me for cursing for all my Christian people. No, because I don't I don't normally curse, <laughs> but that's the title of the book. <laughs> um by Andrea Owen. And I and I read that and and then let me know that even though I was, I was okay, mm-hmm. like even though I was there in that moment, that I was okay. It was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That this was just part again of the journey. It's part of the journey, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we don't account sometimes for those things in our journey, of course, that we don't think we're going to face or or we don't want to face. But it was part of the journey, and it was going to be okay, you know. So I'm glad I got a chance to read that, and of course. Here I am now um, with my book, you know, something that I envisioned. But did I truly say when I wrote it, hey, I'm going to put this out, make this book? No, I didn't. You know, in 2015, it was an idea, you know, but um, again, it was finding the focus and changing my own mindset that allowed me to move forward with releasing it, you know, so. So 
So, I mean, with everything that you just said, and, and it's kind of like, I don't know if you realize it, but I knew when you came on this show, it would give you an opportunity to shine and, and to let people into your inner who you are. And again, mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back to your name of being Omi, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know if you realize it yet, but I mean, your woman empowerment is on 10,000, right? I mean, like the message <laughs> that you just delivered could give so much insight into current people's positions in their current households to understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is more there steps is. ahead of them. You're not at the end of your road, right? And in addition mm-hmm. to that, I don't know if you realize it, but I mean, um, obviously you're a motivational speaker itself, right? I don't know if you- Well, thank you. So <laughs> you could definitely, I mean, you could go up on, speak, go up on the stage and, and say exactly what you just said. And I guarantee you, you'll get like a testament. Everybody in the audience is going to raise up their hands and be like, yes, preach on system. Yes. So, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So let's just dive into like your your business a little bit. So, I mean, like you're new into the business space, but, you know, obviously your husband has been in the business space. So of course, being surrounded in that environment, is your book set up kind of like an LLC? Is it more so like, are you just kind of playing around? Like, where's your business? I, I am. Um, I am going to set up as an LLC. I am playing around and, and finding out which, way I kind of want to go with that because I feel like this is a product now. You know, uh, as I've done my story times, I've had a lot of the children ask about where they could purchase a Candy Monster. And this is Candy Monster. Um, My mother is a seamstress. She actually um, put him together for me. I cut out the pattern and I said, mom, this is my vision. I really want this. I think it'll make things great because I believe more in him becoming a product that um, people can connect to. Um, so I, I'm I'm putting that together, Chanel. Um, business wise, I'm I've got my you know websites, my media's going, and and that's good. But I think it could be so much bigger. So I am in the process of of building that and putting it all together, and really just finding my niche and where I want to go as far as direction. Right now, I've been more focused on reaching out to um, the schools and and reaching children that way and parents that way. But there's a whole nother avenue um, with just the uh, dental industry, you know, the pediatric dental industry. So that's a whole nother monster that I can go after. Um, So I'm really in in the planning stages of all of that right now. Um, but of course, you know, dream and vision wise, I'm, I, I think about like having my own app with the game, the Candy Monster game and stuff like that. So those things I know can can be in the future, but it's making sure, like you said, business is set up right. So um, I am in the process of working those things out right now. And of course, some with my husband's guidance. Mm-hmm. Um because he does have that business mind. And of course, I, I'm i I'm finding where to fit myself in with that, with everything that he has going on. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm making the right moves mm-hmm. with my business. Um, and that I'm not, you know, because I don't have everything structured yet, that I'm not moving in the wrong direction. And of course, it's okay to make mistakes because it's, that's what you do to grow and you learn. Um, but I'm, I'm still setting some of that stuff up and I'm, I just decided not to wait because I didn't have things all figured out. I just decided not to wait. So I'm, 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 I'm doing it as I'm going, if that makes any sense. I'm doing it as I'm going. 
It definitely. I mean, I think everything you said is kind of like, I mean, you're at like the heart of a business, right? It has to start. I am. It has to start with a concept. And it's exactly. funny because right now I'm writing a, a speech for an upcoming PodFest. And the topic is, you know, how to use your book to scale into business. So I'm just hearing you talk. And one of the things that I'm going to be talking about in that speech is about like triangulations and overlapping like market sectors. And what you just said was teaching, right? Education is one of them. Mm-hmm. Two would be dental. Is, and then mm-hmm. you like your product is a book. So how exactly. do you triangulate between the three? Where is the overlap between the three? I mean, it, it becomes very easy to understand that now your niche market is essentially for dental to give education yes. through the book. And that's how exactly. the story is being told. So now you have a niche market. You could really target those people. And it, it makes it a lot easier to know who you're talking to versus talking to everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And I have focused more on those markets. Mm-hmm. as of right now. So I'm just going to keep riding that train, you know, um, until I get more momentum in that and until more people know about it because people are already asking me, well, what is your next book going to be about? What is the Candy Monster doing next? So yeah. my mind is on that as well, creatively, like, okay, where am I going to take this next? Yeah. Um, and I do have some some great ideas already. Um, but of course, we got to make sure that, that he gets off the ground successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I would love to go ahead and create little candy monsters right now, but I want to make sure that I'm at least making back my money off of the book that I invested in doing the book first before I start feeding into, mm-hmm. you know, spending more money on candy monster. So have you, have you looked at probably targeting, um, like dental associations and giving like keynote speeches? Have you went down that space yet? I have not gone down that space yet, but uh, that is definitely something that is in the future, thought out in the future of planning and putting into place. Yes, definitely. So um, what I I see with that is now it gives you opportunity to do multiple different things, right? Now you can say, hey, I'm going to give a speech. You can buy these books in advance. I'm going to give a speech to 100 people. Maybe they want to buy 200 books. And that boosts your sales, but you're also delivering that product to those dentists in that association that they can then take to their dental office and then have that for kids to read as well. Or maybe have them buy it in bulk to give back to their kids as presents. So it's a different yeah. different strategy, but I think you're definitely heading in, in the right direction. Well, that's also what I've been doing with the schools so far. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, pre-scheduling the, the readings so that the, the parents can be, um, you know, no, no you know, let them know about the book ahead of time. That way they can go ahead and purchase it for the story time when my story time is scheduled. So that has actually been working well with um, pre-sales for the book, you know. Um, So I will go ahead and let the school know. Me and the principal or administrators will go ahead and set it up. And then they're buying the books. The day I come, the kids are excited. You know, they want to read through the book with me. They can follow along, you know, and then I go into a little deeper information about cavities and, you know, just sharing stuff, uh, methods for them to brush well. And I have little props and stuff like that. So I've actually done very well with doing the virtual story times and the Zooms. Um, So I'm going to start monetizing those as well, because that's a form of income that you can use. There's tons of storytellers out here that make $500 an hour. So I'm going to work on that as well. That's a part of it. (laughs) Um, So, you know, the key is to monetize as much as you can. You know what I mean? Because 
time is your time is money. Your creativity is money. So, um, yeah, all of those things are, like I said, they're in the, I'm working some of them, but some of the things that I'm not working yet are in the works. So nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. So obviously on any business journey, you're confronted with, with hurdles left and right. Uh, could you kind of tell us maybe a story about like one of the hurdles that you've been faced and, and how you've overcame it? Um, I would say the biggest hurdle, um, like I said, is, was myself. The biggest hurdle was myself and, and just trusting myself to do something different. Um, this was something different for me. Like I said, I, I've, I'm, I'm faced with hurdles every day. You know, uh, just recently we had, I had a performance. I just joined the actual new band here. They're called Original Point of View and they're a wedding band. And um, we had a rehearsal and it was just myself and the other two vocalists. I got a call the very next day to go get tested for COVID because one of this, the vocalists had COVID. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to get tested. Got tested, didn't have it. But the other vocalists, so both the other vocalists had COVID. I'm new to the man. Don't know all their songs. They don't know all the songs I know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. How long do we have to sing up there? We're doing almost an hour and a half, two hour sets. You know, wedding, you got to keep it going. I said, I know a lot of songs. But I don't know that many songs (laughs) to carry this wedding. So uh, stress is through the roof. I'm like, I'm just meeting these people. Not not saying I'm I'm a professional, you know, I'm a perfectionist to a degree. So I said, this has got to be right. They brought another singer in. We killed it. We killed it. We killed it. We killed it. But the stress level was on a thousand because I had to learn new songs. I'm being mommy still. I'm being wife still. Uh, it's, a, it's a short window, but when you're determined, when you're focused, when you put that cap on and you hit it, that's it. You can do it. Okay. So a lot of times for me, I'll, I'll be like, oh, oh, my God, can I do it? Can I make this happen? Okay. And then at the end, I always surprise myself. I'm like, man, you did that. You killed that girl. You, you better pat yourself on the back. You know, because you didn't know if you were going to be a, and you killed it. You you juggled all those balls and you made it work, you know. So that's one way I, I, I would say that I killed it recently because I really was like, that pressure was on. I, I had story times going on. You know, I have um, homeschooling going on. Let me tell you, that in itself has got my, I, I'm done. I'm I'm a teacher, but I'm a part-time teacher. Don't I'm, I'm <laughs> this full-time teaching stuff is is rough. Um, and then you don't you don't get a day off. You do not get a day off, Shannon. You do not being being a, a home housewife or whatever you want to call a homemaker, whatever people want to call it. You don't get a day off. Okay, <laughs> it never stops. So. Um, I give my, myself a pat on the back for just doing something outside of my regular, you know, doing something that um, challenged me in a different way. And I wrote this book and I said, 
here, you know, I went to the publishing company. This is my story. I said, oh, we're going to go ahead and, you know, get you um, illustrated to work with. Um, and I said, okay, great. And I was like thinking, you know, the illustrator's just going to draw the pictures and I'm going to approve whatever they draw. Yes, no, no. And she said, well, what, well, what we need you to go ahead and let us know what you want on each page. My mind was like, huh? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I have to creatively come up with what I want visually on each page. I wasn't prepared for that because I'm thinking, hey, I wrote the story. Mm-hmm. You know, my part is done. But in children's book writing, you actually have to create visually what you want on each page. So that is something that I had to come up with. And and honestly, I'm I'm ecstatic with the way it turned out. Honestly, um, the cover itself actually was funny because I did not know what I, I kind of held off. I, I, I put together a very specific PowerPoint of each page right. and I sent it over to the illustrator. He got started on the book. I, I We went through a couple of processes of approving, you know, disapproving, approving, of, you know, change this, fix this change that color, that's too big, that's too small, you know, that kind of stuff. So we get to the end of the process and they're like, well, what do you want the cover to look like? I'm like, God dang it, I don't know. (laughs) I said, I don't know. Um, I gave them a deadline. I said, well, I'll have something by this date. Chanel, the date came and I I was like, I don't have nothing. (laughs) I don't have anything. I I don't know, I don't know right now. And um, there was there was another band that I was singing in at that time. And I had a rehearsal that night. I had to take the kids with me, um, which I normally do have to take the kids with me. So I had the kids with me and I brought uh, coloring pencils and paper for my son to play with. Hmm. Of course, he wasn't he, he wanted my phone. He wasn't worried about no coloring pencils and stuff like that. So we get there and in the midst of me waiting for my time to sing, I started doodling. And uh, in me doodling, this is exactly what I came up with. <laughs> and I sent it over, I faxed it over, you know, to the guy the next day, to the illustrator, Damon. And I said, this is what I want. These are the colors I want, but this is what I want. But I swear I was a week behind. I was completely a week behind in my timeline. And I felt bad, but you have to give your 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 mind space and time to work when it comes to your creativity. And and what I'm finding is um, having the quiet time and that space is so important. And it's so hard for me to get it with everything going on around me. Um, But you know, I'm finding that I I'm. In doing this process, um, even the business side, you have to give your your mind time and space to figure it out. So um, that has been my biggest challenge through this process is is getting that. Um, so I've been um, challenging myself more to push myself to you know wake up five in the morning get up, you know, get my workout in then. And I know people do that and they're like, yeah, that's nothing. But for me, it was something big when I'm up till 11, 12 o'clock finishing my day 
you know, of dealing with kids, catching up on things that I need to catch up on, cooking and cleaning, you know, supporting my husband, going to run here to do this, singing in the band, learning lyrics. It's a lot going on, you know, so um, and everybody expects you to hold it together with no days off. So I think you, you in what you just said, it was one key thing that I want to kind of go back to and just because I'm in publishing. Right. So mm-hmm. on your journey of selecting a publisher. Right. Because a lot of people, they're scared. They're intimidated about getting the rejection letters. And you have to understand that, you know, a lot of times you have to send out 100 to probably get one. So That's true. How many did you send out before somebody raised their hand or was it the first time off? Um, I did reach out to a couple of publishers, um, but that wasn't really filling, you know, the companies. Um, this particular publisher came through someone from, from me mentioning that I wanted to do books, you know, children's books. And um, they gave me their information. And of course I inquired and then I decided to, to move forward with them. So um, they, there are a smaller company, but I felt like that was what I needed because I needed more of the one-on-one focus information. I don't want to be railroaded. So I was able to be a lot more involved than some of the other companies would have allowed me to be involved. So that's why I chose them. So, just like, you know, understanding like the contracts and the deals and the agreements and the royalty shares, like, like how was that set up? And like, you know, what, what kind of deal were you able to steal with your books? Because a lot of times when people write a book, they think that they have full ownership when they go to a publishing company. But the reality is that the publishing company usually nine out of 10 times would buy that book, buy the rights to that book, and they'll pay you royalties for it. So how was your book staged? I am... St- I, I do get royalties off my book. It is a small percentage. People think it's bigger than what it is. It's really, it's really a small percentage. Um, but I was okay with that because I do own all the rights to my book. I can gotcha. take my book. I can go with another company if I want. I can, my, my, my licensing was paid for everything. I don't, I can put his face on anything. He's mine. I own everything. So I was okay with taking a smaller percentage on my book because I knew it opened the door for me to do so many other things with my product. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I think just to kind of touch bases on that, like the business savviness that that you have that you didn't realize that you have, right. To say, okay, I'm going to give up some percentages on my book sales, but I'm going to keep ownership of, like the trademark or the ownership of the title, the ownership of the exactly. image of the product. So then you can use that product to create a million other things. Exactly. You use the publication company essentially to jumpstart, to get you in the industry. So you can kind of get a behind the scenes holding of the hands and step up as you go. So I, I definitely commend you for having the foresight to understanding that and Thank utilizing you. the system as you should. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did. And and it cost me, you know, a little bit more upfront, but I felt like that was me paying for my schooling mm-hmm. to a degree. We all pay for something to get involved in something. So um, I, 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 again, I, I felt like that was the best way for me to move so that I can get moving. You know, yeah. um, of course, this was at the beginning start, but He's a product now. He's, I can put him on t-shirts. I can put him on book bags. I can put him on socks. I can, you know, and all those things are in, in place for me to do right now. I'm working on all of those things right now. So, um, 
yeah, that was that was my thought in going forward with them is, okay, I, yeah, this is going to cost me a little bit more in the beginning, but on the back end, mm-hmm. I can recoup so much more. So um, that's how, how I structured my thing, you know, to give me more flexibility and freedom on the back end. Um, so yeah, 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 that's how, that's how I was set up. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you giving us some insight to that. Cause I mean, again, I just want people to understand there's like a million different ways of doing deals and you got to structure the deal that works best for you. And for you, I mean, you're set up for the long term, not for the short term. So you just always have to keep that exactly. in mind. The, the short term gains don't always outweigh the long term results. So um, that is so true. Diving into the next question. So we always hear like somebody may see you today and be like, oh, my God, she's overnight success. This book came out of nowhere. It's a top seller, you know. But the reality, it took a long time to get there. How long yes. have you been on the journey to get to where you are currently? Uh, my whole life. <laughs> Your whole life is a uh, journey and a lesson. Mm-hmm. It's what you take out of it, what you what you take out of it, and what you decide to use. You know, um, but we're 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 all on our journey. I mean, it's my whole life my whole life. And I feel like, honestly, um, cause I was, you know, thinking about our conversation before having our conversation today. Um, nothing is by mistake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing is by mistake, but it's what you do with it. And I have, like I said, I envision that I would be where I am, Mm -hmm. where I am right now. I envisioned it, of course, not knowing how I would get there, but I envisioned it. So right now I'm in a process of saying, okay, Nate, you made it here, but where do you want to go next now? So that's, that's the process I'm in now of putting my mind in that place of creating my next vision because what I've learned is that I was given exactly what I envisioned, right? So we all have that power within us to get exactly what we envision. Whether we know how we're going to get there or not, we all have the power to put that deeply rooted in ourselves and say, I'm going to get there. So I'm, that's what I'm working on now. In my own mind, creating that space within myself to say, okay, Nay. Where do you want to go next? Because wherever it is, you're you're gonna get there. You you don't know how you're gonna get there, and that's okay for you not to have it all figured out. But just get that vision, put it and 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 set it in cement, and just keep and just keep walking one foot in front of the other. Just keep moving because you're gonna get there. You know, don't don't worry about all the particulars uh, because. I'm going to tell you, and, I, and you know I'm a spiritual person, but there there will be miracles to happen. And you'll be like, dang, how, what? Man, I can't even believe that. And it will happen. So you just have to have the vision of where you want to go. You can't move nowhere if you don't, if you don't have a vision of where you want to go. You got to dream it. You got to feel it. And you got to deep set it in yourself and then just keep moving and you'll get there. You'll get there. So I'm working on that next vision for myself right now, because 
I've reached a point already of where I said, hey, this is where I want to be in my life. Reached there, got there. Okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? So, so, um, so I mean, I'm just listening to, to what you said, and, and you were saying, like, you know, essentially just forks on the road, right? Kind of like Robert's mm-hmm. road less traveled. If you can go back to any fork and do something differently, what would you do and why? Um, I would have gone to college earlier. I would have gone to college earlier. Um, why? Because I feel like that would have potentially put me in different circles and around different people, which have would have opened different doors maybe sooner. Hmm. That's Ooh. the only thing I could say I might have done differently. Hmm. Um, that, that you went, like you thinking maybe going to college, but didn't you not? have an opportunity to network and meet people outside of college that got you to where you are right now? I did, but I I feel like, I feel like some of those things might've been developed in me sooner if I had put myself around different people. Your circle is very important. Your top five and who you, I mean, I can say that just from us moving here. We moved here not knowing anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so the the circles we've been able to get in and the people we've been able to surround ourselves with have been part of what has propelled us to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So I truly believe that. Um, and, and again, it didn't have to be school, like you said, that it came from. But for me, I feel like that that might have helped me a little bit differently. Um yeah even on, on where I am right now, some things I go, oh, I just don't have this figured out. And I, I guess that's true for everyone because you go to law school, my husband's been to law school and they ask him certain things. He still has to go research. You know, he still has to go figure it out. We all still got to go figure it out no matter what it is. So, um, but that's my my thing. That, that's the one thing sometimes I look back and say, yeah, maybe I should have did that sooner. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely I see you see where you're coming from. But for myself, I would think for me would be going back and doing this podcast like earlier because it's opened up like multiple circles, right? So it's kind of like ripple effects and multiple ripples in a lake and they're just compounding and compounding because now I have opportunity to meet so many different people around the world and also bring people back from my past like yourself and overlap mm-hmm. these circles and make, make the magnification multiply even more. And so mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely um, see your insight with that. So just diving into like your like your history a little bit more, right? Like, do you come from an entrepreneurial background? Like, I remember your dad. I remember him being like a hustler to the sense that he was about music. He was doing like productions. So I, I would think from that aspect, you got some of the entrepreneurialness from anybody else in your family has that edge. Um. Yes. My both my parents both held down jobs. But they also, like I said, did things on the side. Um, my mother has been a seamstress for years. So I would see her uh, grind, go to work, and then come home and stay up all day long, um, all through the night sewing, you know, doing wedding dresses, you know. Um, I remember one year we were in school. My sister was graduating. Um, oh, no, it was prom. That's what it was. She did like almost 30 dresses. Mm. For prom season. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. We flew up to New York, we picked out fabric, and that was her hustle. You know, that was her hustle. So um sometimes it was her job. Sometimes it's what Carrie does, you know. So um, 
yes, I did see entrepreneurship in my family. Um, uh, my grandmother was uh, had her own um, masseuse business for a while, and wellness business. Um, my grandfather actually um, had his own construction company, he used to lay concrete up in Philadelphia. I, there's bridges I can go on and be like, hey, my grandfather did this. This is his company, you know. So, um, yes, I did see a lot of entrepreneurship in my in my family. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think by default, you were destined to be currently where you are, whether you wanted to or not. Oh, yeah. Whether I even realized it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, I mean, obviously, you're a big family person. How do you juggle your hustle with your family life? Um, it can be a bit much sometimes. Um, uh, I, I've taken in our home that way our household is set up is, uh, pretty traditional. <laughs> My husband is the breadwinner and, um, I take care of the home. I take care of the kids. And of course I'm supportive of him and whatever he's got going on. Um, but I, again, my, I find I make my money when I'm doing my shows and I'm singing with my bands and, um, I haven't had a, a part-time job for a while. So I just mainly am home with them, but our home is set up. I have the kids 24 seven all the time. They're with me on my hip. Um, so whatever I'm doing, it's always where I can still maintain them. Um, honestly, that is the, my biggest and most important job out of them all because they're two men, they're going to be two men. Um, so I try to instill everything I have into them and I, and I love that, that that's my passion that they are my passion more than anything. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I, I know sometimes people were like, ah, ah, that's not enough for me. That has been enough. You know, of course, we all want more. And, and this is my more right now, right now, because <laughs> it'll be something else another day. You know what I mean? Um, but they have been my passion. And because I do want them to be successful men, you know, they're going to have families and children that they're responsible for. So that's been my passion. And I juggle them. The best way I can. That's all I can tell you. The best way I can is scheduling. Scheduling is very important. Um, But also being able to have flexibility, you know, because you don't want to get so stuck in a schedule to where you're stressing yourself out because that happens. Believe me, I've done it. Um, So also learning how to have that flexibility and whatever you got going on, too. And and then sometimes letting things fall apart. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it real. You can't hold it all together sometimes. You've got to let things fall apart sometimes yeah. and know that that's okay, you know? Um, so juggling it is juggling it. It's just like a juggler. Hey, sometimes you've got somebody who got them balls going and they, they are going, they got it, they got it. And then bam, it falls apart. <laughs> what, do, what do you do when it falls apart? You pick it back up yeah. and you start again. And that's all it is, picking it back up and starting again when you have to. That's how I juggle it. That's how I keep it all together. <laughs> so I know you're saying that, you know, obviously 
you have a routine, you may or may not have a particular set schedule, but what is your morning habits that you do on a routine basis? Uh, morning habits, I get up. Um, of course, I go do myself a little self-care on the mornings that I don't go to the gym because a lot of times I'm, I'm going about three times a week. I get up early five those mornings, um, go have my own space and time for myself. But the mornings that I'm home, I get up. The first thing I do, of course, take care of myself. But then I go and I wake my children up and I kiss them and I love on them for about a good five, 10 minutes. I know 10 minutes is a long time, but sometimes it takes them that long to get up out the bed. <laughs> but in that time, I give them my full attention. That is my first conscious thing that I do in the morning. I want them to know, let's start this day off in a positive mindset. Um, sometimes I go and put on Nina Simone and I blast it in their room. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. And I'm feeling good. I will blast and they love it, you know? So I'm very conscious of doing that every morning. Let's get our day started. We got work to do, you know, um, go brush your teeth, get your breakfast. Let's get to work. So that's normally our morning routine because we've got, you know, homeschooling going on. Um, and I get them settled with that, you know? So that's that's every morning. <laughs> Nina Simone's a good choice for sure. Definitely. Yep, that's that's our song. <laughs> I gotta add that to my to my playlist. Definitely. Yes, I'm telling you, it will, it will keep a smile on your face when we wake up. <laughs> so I think earlier on in, in this particular episode, you alluded to um, books that you're reading, and it, it's it's funny because like I've staged my questions in, in a particular fashion on this podcast to where nine out of ten times somebody's going to bring up a book, and because okay. of that, I decided to create a book club. And in this book club, it's essentially for people much like you and myself, people that are on business journeys. So what are the books besides the book you originally spoke about that you've read that helped you get to where you are, for one, right? For two, that maybe you're currently reading. And for three, that you would want to recommend to, to our audience. Um, well, another one is The Secret Door to Success. Um, I really enjoy that book, The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. Of course, I know many people have written, wrote, read that book. Um, but The Secret Door to Success, I really enjoyed. Um, of course, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. I mean, I could go on. Um, I've, I've read some business books around here. Uh, Good to Great, that's one of the ones. I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head. Um, I like reading about health mm -hmm. and wellness actually, um, because you're, of course, you can have your mind right, but your body is just as important. Um, so I read some of those, but the, the, the one I feel like that is, was most influential for me is The Secret Door to Success. Um, and it has, you know, just little tidbits about, you know, how you deal with people, being on that road, kindness, um, how you approach life, your mindset, you know, everything you need to instill strength within yourself, you know, to keep you in a positive mind frame and keep it going. So um, that is one of the ones I would suggest to anyone to read that one. Right. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely add that to my book wish list. Check that one yes. out. So. And it's not too long, you know, it's a good short read. You can read it in a day. Um, right. So it's something that you could keep with you and refresh on, you know. So I do enjoy it. 
Cool. So on this journey that you're currently on, where do you see yes. yourself in 20 years from now? Woo, 20 years is a big <laughs> That's a big shot. I told you I'm working on that right now, Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I'm working on it. Um hmm. <sighs> I don't I envision things. But I don't like to put limitations. Mm-hmm. So I could easily say where I think I might be in 20 years. But some but but parts there's there's a thing in me right now that feels like it's beyond what I can imagine, if that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, um so yeah, I, I envision things. I I envision uh business, me being in a business setting, I envision me being in a business life, I envision uh, business success. Um, But in what exact capacity, I'm not sure yet, Hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, But I I envision that already. Um, It may sound crazy, but from from the work that we put in behind the scenes, it's beyond what I could imagine where we're going to be as a couple. It's beyond where what I could imagine. Uh, it's a collective envisioning between myself and my husband um, because we are as one. So it's it, it's not just my vision. It is, but it's not just my vision, you know? Um, So it's part of his too. And part of that is a business mogul, seriously. (laughs) I mean, um, and and me doing my thing and him doing his thing, we're always gonna be there Mm -hmm. in the future. Because that's what we've worked towards on this journey. So um, in 20 years, big things. Bigger than what I envision and bigger than what he envisioned. And that may, and I know that doesn't sound very clear. Um, and that's because I'm not limiting what it could be, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Because I mean, yeah. You're on your journey. You're 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 like on a on a, essentially a new part of your journey, right? You're starting exactly. out. So it definitely um you don't want to say that, hey, I'm gonna be ten books. You may end up with a hundred books. You may end up with a TV show. So to your point, I don't think it's 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 self-defined in the sense that you're on that journey and twenty years from now it's it's gonna come to fruition when that twenty years comes. Yes, definitely. So like what what software do you use? currently in your business as you're starting up that you would not be able to do what you're doing without? Honestly, just the, just uh, the regular computer, Google, honey, email. <laughs> Can't do without it. <laughs> I cannot do without it. I cannot do without email. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, I can't do without email. I, I can't do without this phone in my hand. I mean, let's keep it real. We have the ability to do 
a hell of a lot more than you ever could. Just having this phone in your hand, it keeps me on point. I could not make it without my phone. I'm talking about from scheduling. I'm talking about from doing my Zoom. Sometimes I've had uh, problems with my laptops and whatever the case may be. And I'm like, oh, bam, I got this phone. I can't make it without my phone, Chanel. I'm serious. It keeps me um, organized as far as staying up on my social media. You know, I'm in between doing things and I'm like, okay, let me check this. Uh, let me answer this back. Oh, okay. Let me scroll through this. Oh, let me post. I can't make it without my phone. I, I mean, that's just God honest. <laughs> and I don't know anybody who can nowadays. <laughs> so are you an Apple or a Samsung user? Or an Apple? Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an Android user for sure. Uh, yeah, don't don't look don't look like that. Don't give me that look. <laughs> I have look. Don't don't even do that. There, there's a place for both platforms, right? I got <laughs> I got no beef. My house is. I'll do it. I got both platforms, so I, I got no uh, beef. With you. you know, I'm a tech guy, so. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're a tech guy. I know. I always admired that about you too. I mean, I remember when <laughs> when you first got your own place, you had. I I, I never saw a setup like that in such a. I mean, you were you were young and you were like, nay, I got this screen for this. I got this screen for that. This screen. I mean, you, yeah, you had a like full four, setup. Four screens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at this guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. So let's let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's let's think about, I'm a stay-at-home mom, right? Yes. Okay. Just mm-hmm. put, and let's say I want to start a journey. I've been supporting my family. I've been supporting like my kids, my husband. What words of wisdom would you give me to start my own business and to move forward? Words of wisdom is um, continuously write down your thoughts. Take time to write down, even if it's five, 10 minutes a day, write down what you're thinking, write down what you're feeling. Always check in with yourself. Um, because you're constantly giving yourself all day long to other people. So always check in with yourself. Um, scheduling is important. Scheduling is very important as a stay-at-home mother. Even if you, like I said, you have the flexibility in it, um, because it allows you to find those pockets of time for yourself. So um, scheduling and structure, clean your space. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Clean your space. When your space is clean, your mind is freer, okay? Because when you're in a dirty place, that's all you can think of is what you got to straighten up, what you got to clean up, what your mind can't be free to be anywhere else because you feel locked into that space. So clean your space. I know that it sounds so minute, but it is such a big thing. You know, you, you will feel smothered. Okay. By your environment. If you do not have cleanliness, (laughs) clean your space. Um, And I, I, I know those seem so easy, but they're not, they're not, they're not when you, they're not when you're juggling everything, they're not. Um, and, and you get overwhelmed sometimes because you feel like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to pick up another toy. I don't want to wash another load of laundry. 
I don't want to wash another dish. I don't want to tell the kids to be quiet anymore. I, I you know, I, I just want to escape. Go sit in your car. Take you 10 minutes. Take you five minutes. You know, put on some music. Light a candle. <laughs> Take a bath. Take care of yourself. That's the most important thing I could tell you is to be conscious enough to take time for yourself and keep your space clean and keep a certain level of structure and schedule. And that will keep you on track to finding yourself and keeping yourself through the chaos. Going back to you being a motivational speaker. I mean, I just want to hear everybody say testimony. Everybody (laughs) say testimony. I cannot. (laughs) I cannot. You are hilarious. But I'm telling you, it's true. I moved here not knowing anybody. Mm -hmm. Not knowing anybody. Sharing a car with my husband. Come on now. Stuck in a house, in an apartment. Come on now. You know, and in that time, I was like, God, God, dang, what are we doing? This sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, but, but putting that work in, making the sacrifices that we made, would I trade it? Nope. Nope. Would I trade those heart-wrenching times and feelings? Nope. Because the, the rainbow and the glory on the other side is so beautiful. You know what I mean? So all I can say is just don't give up. When you want to give up, dig in deeper, fight harder, um, challenge yourself more. You know, don't be afraid to to do something different. Um, One thing that I I do at night uh, as well is I listen to affirmations on YouTube as I sleep. I may not have time during the day to sit down and meditate or have that mind space. But who said I can't have it when I sleep? So I'm constantly conscious of trying to filter good to the spirit so that it flows out good everywhere else. And that I can continuously draw what I want to myself, whether I know how it's going to come or not. But that I'm constantly, I'm consciously in that mind space, twenty four seven. You know what I mean. Okay. So that is flowing the way it's supposed to flow. Okay. Yeah. So I think by the end of this this particular episode, everybody's going to want to essentially get in contact with you. So how do they find you on online, the internet, websites, social media platforms? Where can they buy your book? You can buy the book on Barnes and Nobles, uh, Books a Million, uh, Amazon, Walmart, Target. It is available everywhere for anyone to buy. Again, it is The Candy Monster (laughs) by Naomi Brown, illustrated by Damon Lamar Reed. Um, I can be reached on Instagram by NN Brown. Um, One One is my sign on. Uh, the Candy Monster book also also has his own page, so you can go to the Candy Monster book. Um, he is on Facebook and on Instagram as well. Um, those are only two platforms that I'm using now, um, just for time reasons. I, that's that's this. 
I'm juggling. I'm juggling. That's about all I can keep up with right now. Um, I will be able to do more, of course, when they get back in school. I'm looking forward to that next year. Um, you can also uh, go to the website, thecandymonsterbook.com. It's also up and running. Um, so those are the platforms that you can find myself and the Candy Monster on. I will be doing um, live story times starting next month. Um, we will also be doing some things through Instagram where kids can stay connected, um, where we'll be just simply be brushing our teeth because that's what the story is about. We want to encourage good hygiene for the kids and make it fun. My children will be involved in that as well. Um, because I want them to see mommy doing her thing. So as they get older and they want to do that, even now, if they want to start something now, you know, let them know that they can do that. So I'm going to involve them and incorporate them in that as well. So Facebook, Instagram, again, all media platforms. If you just type in my name in Google right now, the Candy Master will come up. Um, So, um, so that's, you know, a way you can find find it as well. So going into the bonus round, right? So this particular this particular question. Well, I mean, this is a question that I've asked all my guests because, and I always say this is that you know everyone's answer is going to be uniquely different for different reasons. So, okay, if you could spend twenty four hours with anyone, dead or alive, uninterrupted for those twenty four hours. Who Ooh. would it be, and why? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I would like to bring my grandmother back and speak to her and spend 24 hours with her because she had a way of connecting with spirit more than anyone I, I know. As a child, she was able to tap into that. And um, for me, as I'm I'm moving forward in my life, in my career, in motherhood, and and, uh, being a wife, which are all the things that she experienced as well, um, I would like to know more how to connect with spirit like she did because we're beyond this earth you know so (laughs) being that she's already in spirit world grandma what do I need to be doing to make sure I'm ready for the next level you know (laughs) so um and also what 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 do I need to be doing here you know I want to be living my purpose I want to be fulfilling that. We all came here to fulfill a purpose. So I want to make sure, Grandma, am I on the right track? You know? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to spend 24 hours with her and go deeper. Interesting answer. Definitely interesting. And it, it's um, kind of, a, it shows a little bit of, of who you are, right? I mean, you could, out of anybody you could pick, you would pick your grandmother, someone that you already spend time with, but to be able to spend more time with somebody that, that you love and care definitely shows to why we call you Omi, right? So Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so next bonus question. 
and, and I'm going to tell you the answer you can't use because every time I ask a parent this question, the answer is always going to be their children. So like from now on, moving forward, I always say your children can't be part of this answer. So outside of your That's children, okay. what is your most significant achievement today? Um, hmm. That's that so, what makes you think a little bit, huh? It, it does make me think because I, I think it's more than one thing. I, I think it's more than one thing. I think it's being a wife. I think it's um, being an artist. I think it's um, finding myself. I think it's living my life. I think, I think it's, I think it's more than one thing. I don't think it's just one thing, my biggest achievement. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't say it's one particular thing. Um, but, but if, it, if you, if you want me to choose, <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you want me to choose, um, my biggest achievement is achieving exactly what I thought I would, I would have. And, and I have it. So my biggest achievement is living out my dream. That's my biggest achievement is living out my dream and actually getting my dream. You know, my biggest achievement is, is, is when I get up on stage and I sing and I'm sharing that joy for the gift that I have and I'm giving it to everyone else. That's my biggest achievement. My biggest achievement is when I wake up to next to my husband every morning and we talk and we and we share and and we grow and we fight and we make up and we keep going. I mean that's my biggest achievement. I, I don't I don't feel like it's just one particular thing. We can all mark things off of our boxes and say, I did this and I did that. But I think it's a collective thing for me. You know, my biggest achievement is my life and me living that, living that dream. Oh, nice, nice. So- who is this? This is someone <laughs> that I told you one of my kids was going to make yep. it into this podcast. Didn't I tell you that from the beginning? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mommy's on a call. So I told you, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So go in the room. I'll be done soon. Papa, come on. I told you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> so. Going into closing, anytime I have an interview, I always give whoever I'm interviewing an opportunity to ask me any questions that may have come up during the podcast. So the microphone is yours. The floor is yours. Oh, my goodness. The questions I should ask, you know. <laughs> what um, encouraged you to write your book? My I won't first. say the title because I know. <laughs> oh, the, the first book? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the first, first, one. first one. And I actually love what you did. When you had the woman um, oh, the cover? narrate it for oh, you, yeah. know how she narrated it, and you did. I thought that was great. That was great. Oh, also, before I say that, I am putting the book on Kindle. I already have my uh, everything recorded, and this is about. I'm working on that this week, so that will be on Kindle. But what what inspired you to write your first book? 
my first book was just kind of um, before I knew anything about publications, before I knew anything about the space that I'm currently in. Um, I just wanted to kind of essentially leave behind a legacy and to give back. And that was my first inspiration to kind of what can I give back and what kind of content can I deliver? So the first book was essentially me on that journey. Now the mm-hmm. titling and everything else was part of my personality, part of me pushing buttons, part of me messing with people. So people that, that is that, you. It, it is me. Yeah. 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 It, is it is me. So I mean people that don't realize because I, I think I took that book down, the audio book is available. But that's okay. titled um Fuck Failures to Do Success. Yes. Yes it was. <laughs> And I was like, if that is not Chanel Grant, I don't know what is. Yeah. That is, that was totally you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was me, but at the same time, like thinking about marketing and, and understanding algorithms, everything else that I know now it was kind of like, I wouldn't say it was destined to fail, but what I wanted to put into it to get to the level that I wanted to, I was like, okay, it was a good start. I got, I, I essentially broke my egg, scrambled it up and it, it gave me a, a understanding of publication. It gave me an understanding of processes. So now the other five books since then or six books since then are completely different in nature, but I can market the living the hell out of those books. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, good. And um, what would you say about your family life right now? I have watched you with your son um, and you all have such a beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm so proud of you for being a dad that you've been. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less, but I just see your heart. I see your heart. Um, when you post things about him and it's beautiful to watch. So um, how would you, how would you say that that has changed you or grown you through the years? I think anything that you essentially have to fight for, you have a more respect and caring nature for. So the journey of me becoming a father was not necessarily an unrocky one, right? It was kind of a journey and there was marriage and divorce and custody battles and the song goes on and on and on, but I had to fight and literally fight to be able to, to have my son to the capacity that I have him right now. So when you see me post something, it's, it's me not necessarily always admiring him as an individual, but it's also part of me documenting so when he has kids he has a legacy to kind of look back to to kind of see the things that we've done and he's a teenager now so like taking pictures of him is 10 times harder than when he was three years old when i was taking pictures every five minutes so now every time i get opportunity to Mm -hmm. get him in a picture you know i still definitely post it but it's essentially documenting his journey and also the legacy that i'm leaving and the legacy that he's going to be able to leave behind and and what is the most important thing that you have wanted to instill in him in you in you in your fatherhood what, what would you say that is i think it's three parts like in his younger days he was kind of like you know for obvious reasons he was kind of like a billy badass and that's just kind of like genetic to a certain extent. it sure is he's your child then <laughs> So we just kind of, and it's funny because now he brings those things up. Like he recently brought up a conversation in the car when I was talking about something that, that I had bumped heads with somebody and I was like, I cursed him out and I went in. And he was like, well, you always told me to like ignore people and move forward and you're doing it till opposite. I was like, well, when you were three years old, if I had told you to do exactly what I would do in that instance, you would go in there like Kevin Hart and be like, my dad said, kiss his mother. Right, right. So, so I had to kind of, 
ease you into that, right? I have to kind of uh-huh. like, so you got to have to find the control first. Once you have the control, then you can make the the educational or the objection to something that you don't like and then you don't know how to handle it but at three four years old only thing you know is emotion and that's the only thing you're going to show so even now to this day i'm still trying to explain to him like obviously you don't want to be a pushover you don't want anybody to run over you you want to be in a situation to where you have control of the situation or mm-hmm. at least you're working with somebody that has control and you guys are partnering together but what you don't want to do is lose your cool which obviously I grew up losing my cool and it took me forever mm-hmm. to learn how to control it. So I'm trying to get him to understand self-control first and then move from there. And how did you learn oh. self-control, Mr. Shanar Grant? <laughs> I'm um, interested to know because you know what? I'm going to say this. <laughs> I think that because I have uh, somewhat of a wild child, right? My oldest is considered sometimes he could be wild but I think there's beauty in that and I think it's how you direct that energy um because you wouldn't be who you were if you didn't have that side to you like you Chanel like you needed that you know what I mean like there's a genius in the wildness it's just being able to tame it and 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 direct it in the right in the right way so how would you say you've learned how to control that wild man in you <laughs> i can i can attest it to 100 percent being focused because when i was younger okay. there, there was not i didn't really have focus it was just abundance of energy abundance of creativity and i didn't have a funnel or an outlet you know I, I, yeah i drew pictures yeah, i had a marker in my hand Yes, you know, like sexuality was a big thing for me back then as well, too. So it was just kind of all these different things that I put my energy into, but it didn't like fulfill me per se. So now finding mm-hmm. like like creating a podcast, creating content, delivering books, helping other people, helping other business owners on their journey, inspiring my kids by them seeing what I'm doing. So when I'm dead and gone, they have the inspiration of what I've created. That's where all that craziness and time and effort are all funneled into this one thing. So I don't have to worry about, even though I still think about it, I'm like the kid on Ridley. I'm still thinking about jumping off things and doing car right, wheels, right. riding on the roof of a car, half naked, screaming kumbaya. <laughs> Go through my mind on a regular basis. Right, I'm, now right. like, I'm now like, okay, I'm taking like my mental Ridley and I'm going to focus on <laughs> I'm going to create a book club now. That's where my energy is going to go to. Okay, I'm going to create this app club now. That's where my energy is going to. And I'm still right. looking at the side of my head like, I'm about to jump off of this mother. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm jump off of this mother. I deal with it every day. But what, you know what I heard? Purpose. I heard that you stop focusing so much on self. I heard purpose. I heard that now you're giving it out. You know, you're doing your part. You're helping the next man. You're leaving something behind. I heard purpose um, in that. So that's a good thing. And that's that's part of what this is for me too. It's mm-hmm. purpose because at the end of the day, when you, when you, because I had a lot of fathers actually send me pictures mm-hmm. reading to their children. And that it was like, wow, nay, you are a part of something that is beautiful, that Mothers and fathers take their time to read your book to their children at the end of the night. They could be doing anything else. They could be watching TV. They could be wasting time. They took time to take your story, you know. And I and I I agree, man. I you I used to swing from the chandeliers, you know what I mean. 
And to now, like you said, have a certain level of focus, it's a beautiful thing because you're able to put that energy mm-hmm. into purpose, you know, direct it somewhere else. So, um, yeah. I heard purpose, Chanel. I don't know about you, but that's what I heard coming from you. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely appreciate that. And, and, I, and I totally agree. And I think that that's yeah. a positive note to, to probably close out this podcast on finding your general purpose. And I, I definitely appreciate you pointing that out. And yeah, I also definitely. appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule. I know you guys are about an hour behind, so you had an opportunity to kind of get on here. And, and again, at the beginning of this podcast, you were kind of nervous, had the butterflies. And obviously by of now, course. you're shining, <laughs> right? You're glowing. So I, I don't know who's not nervous when they do this thing. Spotlight is on you. You're like, wait a minute now. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> you get used but to it. I, I, I really appreciate you um, reaching out to me and, and, and just saying, hey, now, you know, I, I see you. I appreciate that, you know, because it, it definitely gives me more confidence to go out there and tackle more. So thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. And the candy monster, of course, wants to say thank you. Um, <laughs> look, it's been fun to go ahead and be creative with him and try different things. Um, on the Zoom the other day, the kids had so many questions that I was not prepared for, but it just allow the creativity to go even more. So I'm loving the journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. I so appreciate it. Anytime. I appreciate you accepting. S.A. Grant over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss Uncaged are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.